This is the Simplistic Review's second annual year in review. A collection of all of the sketches we've done over the last year for the Simplistic Review's podcast. We started off the year with Warner Brothers' then recent announcement of releasing movies at home and in theaters due to the pandemic. The news came as a shock to everyone, including rival movie studios. What better way to spoof the situation than with a sketch, based around Patty Chevsky's legendary film, Network. Nah. You know how much longer he'll be? I'm not even sure why I was called to this meeting. He should be here any moment. Good morning, Mr. Mouse. Bugs Bunny, Warner Brothers spokesman here to see you. Good morning, Mr. Bunny. They tell me you're a madman. Only desultorily. How are you now? As mad as I had it, Doc. Who is it? I'm going to take you to our conference room. Seems more seemly a setting for what I have to say to you. You know, after Steamboat Willie, they had me in sales, Mr. Bunny. I sold biscuits, crude oil, chewing gum, kids' clothes, and ultimately theme parks. They say I can sell anything. I'd like to try to sell something to you. Valhalla, Mr. Bunny. Please sit down. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Bunny, and I won't have it! Is that clear? You think you merely saved your silly little HBO Max streaming service by dropping all your studio films online? That is not the case! Hollywood has spent billions of dollars producing films for moviegoers, and now moviegoers must put it back! It is ebb and flow! Tidal gravity! It is ecological balance! You are a small little rabbit who thinks in terms of... Downloads and clicks and streams, giving you social media visibility. There are no downloads. There are no clicks. There are no streams. There is no HBO Max. There is no Netflix. There is no Peacock. There isn't even a Disney Plus. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast, immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of Dollars! Petrodollars, electrodollars, multi-dollars, white marks, rins, rubies, pounds, and shekels! It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. No subscription cancellations after a week. Money in our pocket. No backseas. That is the natural order of things today. That is the atomic, subatomic, and galactic structure of things today. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature, and you will atone! Am I getting through to you, Mr. Bunny? You climb out of your little hole Chewing your little carrots and howl about change and adapting to the times. There is no changing. There is no adapting to the times. There is only Disney and Pixar and Fox 
ESPN, ABC, Disney World, Disneyland, Star Wars, Marvel, The Muppets, and way down at the bottom rung is you, Warner Brothers. So when you haphazardly open the floodgates to the practice of throwing away billions by giving away your entire movie slate online, you put pressure on us to follow in your, how do I say this, misguided, mishandled, mismanaged footsteps all in the name of ideologies and progressiveness. We no longer live in a world of ideologies, Mr. Bunny. The world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the immutable bylaws of business. The world is a business, Mr. Bunny. It has been since man crawled out of the slime. It has been since that dope drew me on a steamboat. And our children will live, Mr. Bunny, to see that perfect world in which there's no war or famine or pandemic. Just one vast ecumenical holding company for whom all men will work to serve a common profit in which all men will hold a share of stock. Disney stock. All necessities provided. All anxieties tranquilized. All boredom amused. And I have chosen you, Mr. Bunny, to go back to your loony little corporation, hold another press conference, and preach this evangel. Why me? Because we're Disney, dummy. When we wish upon a star, it makes no difference who you are. I, I have seen the face of God. You might be right, Mr. Bunny. You might be right. Man, you can't imagine the shit Bob Iger had to deal with his last year running Disney. No wonder he stepped aside. Hello, I'm Bob Iger. Even with an unprecedented set of circumstances no one could foresee, we here at Disney still have an enormous slate of upcoming projects filled with variety and, more importantly, viability that you, our investors, can be proud of. On the animation front, Pixar is proud to present Lightyear, a new animated feature film centering around Buzz Lightyear. With our Buzz, Tim Allen... Wait, what? What what do you what do you mean problematic? We already knew about the drug arrest years ago. What? Okay. How how Republican? <laughs> Disney presents Lightyear, starring Chris Evans. No, I, I know how it looks. We're just, we're going to have to spin it as a prequel about the guy who inspires the, the toy of Buzz Lightyear. It's, it's not confusing. Just, just play the music. On the Star Wars front, we are pleased to announce the production of two shows led by fan favorite characters. 
Rangers of the New Republic, starring Gina Carano as Cara Dune, and Ahsoka, starring Rosario Dawson. Well, I don't think that's her, least... What now? Attacking transgenders? Which one? Both of them, sir. Both of them? And not to mention the thing about Corona going on that parlor and not being super, 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 super Republican. What the hell is parlor? Never, never mind. Let's just put a pin in it and for now move on over to the, to the MCU. The Guardians of the Galaxy are back and ready for their holiday special. Come on! We already dealt with the whole James Gunn thing. We've all moved past it. And... Not Gunn? It's kind of about Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. What did he... That's a little bit super religious, though. Okay, uh, how, how religious? We're pretty sure in good authority that he's not a family of the LGBTQ community, sir. Uh, don't worry. We'll just make the character he's playing bisexual in the comics or something like that. <clears throat> On a more serious note, out of the respect for the great Chadwick Boseman and his family, we have chosen not to recast the role of T'Challa. However, that does not mean we are done exploring the world of Wakanda. In 2022, the highly anticipated sequel to Black Panther will hit theaters, starring the new Black Panther, Shiri, played once again by Letitia Wright. Are you serious? What on earth could she have done? She said what about the vaccine? You know what? Forget this. Just run the fucking Mighty Ducks trailer. I got a three o'clock tea time. Ever look back at the hijinks in films from the past and think, hey, most of those characters would totally be prosecuted today. Well, so did we. All right, the Honorable Judge Douglas Red presiding. Sit down, sit down. Let's get through these quickly. I got a hemorrhoid riding my ass like a Mississippi mule. First case. Case number 88-FAO, The People vs. Susan Lawrence, ad executive for the McMillan Toy Company. What are the charges? One count statutory rape of a 13-year-old boy. My goodness, that's a way to start the morning. Mr. Wexler, I suppose you don't mind a little statutory with your coffee. I prefer cream, Your Honor. I don't care. How does the defendant plead? Not guilty by way of sorcery. Sorcery? Yes, Your Honor. The 12-year-old boy, a Josh Baskin, was made up to look like or transported into the body of a man in his 30s through the magic of a mystical fortune-telling machine. Miss Lawrence attests she couldn't have known Mr. Baskin's age because of his appearance. Did Mr. Baskin, while looking like a grown man, display a manner of childlike wonder? Your Honor? Was Mr. Baskin uncharacteristically youthful despite his appearance? And was Miss Lawrence attracted to him because of that? Well, that that's uh, hard to say, Your Honor. I'd work on that defense, Counselor. Trial date set for March 5th. Hey, Miss Lawrence, schools are closed that day. 
Try not to accidentally bump uglies with any more kids, too, then. Next case. Case number 333-L, People versus Lewis Skullnick, co-chair of the Lambda 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 fraternity. A white college boy. Let me guess, Mr. Wexler. Rape? That's right, Your Honor. While his Trilam brothers were installing cameras inside the Pi Delta Pi sorority house in order to take pictures of new co-eds without their consent, Mr. Skullnick allegedly dressed up in a Darth Vader mask, pretended to be the victim's boyfriend, and had sex with her. A Darth Vader mask? That is the nerdiest case of rape I've ever heard. Funny you say that, Your Honor. The entire attack on the Pi Delta Pi sorority was propagated by a need for the more studious members of the university to achieve a manner of vengeance on their jock classmates. A revenge of the nerds, if you will. I will not. How does the defendant plead? <laughs> I'll take that as guilty. Trial date set for November 5th. Next case. Case number 1984, The People vs. Diana Prince, heir to the throne of Themyscira. We are graced with royalty. Welcome to America, Miss Prince. This is my little kingdom right here. What are the charges? Kidnapping, sexual assault, breaking and entering, and grand theft. Quite a resume, Mr. Wexler. What'd she steal? Along with clothes, personal items, and an antique fighter jet, Miss Prince and her dead boyfriend supposedly stole the victim's body. Not only was the victim, a Mr. Man, forced into several violent altercations, one at the White House, he was also helpless as Miss Prince had her way with him sexually, three and a half times. And a half? There was some S&M thing with a lasso used for sexual gratification, Your Honor. Gotta write that one down. How does the defendant plead, Counselor? Not guilty by way of diplomatic immunity. Should have seen that one coming. Trial date set for December 25th here and on HBO Max. Let the court of public opinion decide. This court is adjourned. A Hans Gruber interview show with fellow film bad guys. Not much more can be said about this next sketch than that. Other than it being ridiculous. Hello, I'm Hans Gruber. Exceptional thief, occasional kidnapper, and this is bad guys in bars drinking bourbon. On today's show, I'll be drinking an old Fitzgerald six-year bourbon whiskey with Miami drug kingpin Tony Montana. Welcome, Tony. Hans, I like the sushi, come. John Phillips, London. How about yours? Oh, you know, chickies, overlaka. So tell me, why no women, no kids? Hans, haven't you been paying attention? You'll do anything to a woman or a kid in this day and age. You'll cancel, Chico. I'm a bad guy, but I got a business to run. Nowadays, even holding the door open for a woman is considered third-degree sexual assault. So what's your preferred method of intimidation? I, for example, like a good countdown, a 3, 2, 1, never a 4. Intimidation? What's that? You know, the threatening of violence before the actual act of violence. A threatening of violence? Oh, Hans, I don't threaten. You fuck with me, bang, that's it. Well, more like, 
Bang, bang, bang! At least three bangs. It appears to be a magnificent creature, though. Yeah, but it shits everywhere. When you buy the tiger, they don't tell you it's a shitting machine. And I'm talking big shits. If I ever lost a shoe in one of them, not lost like it got stuck. I'm talking disappeared. Like she was ankles deep. Hans, like we had like four glasses. I don't even, I don't even know if I'm fucked up yet. How much does this shit cost? $3,000 a bottle. Bullshit. Bullshit, Hans. I could get you an eight ball of the purest Colombian Coke for under $100. And trust me, we know right away. You see, a pelican is a white bird with a large mouth used for swallowing fish. Ah. What you saw was a flamingo. They are the pink birds with the skinny legs. Ah, a flamingo. So, they knock on the door. And he's like, damn. I'm thinking, don't I tell you to stay the fuck away from my sister? I have an accent. But I know I was pretty clear. I wanted to shoot the son of a bitch. So, what did you do? I shot the son of a bitch. She was heartbroken, but to make a long story short, she shot me back, so it was cool. Bad guys in bars drinking bourbon will be back after this. Wonder why Johnny Cage wasn't in the last Mortal Kombat film? This sketch answers that question. Jesus! Johnny Cage. Scared the shit out of me, asshole. Who, who the hell are you? How the hell did you get in my apartment? I am on a mission of great importance. Oh man, not another stalky cosplayer. I am not a cosplayer. I am Lord Raiden. And I am bored. Listen, you want me to sign something? Wait in line inside that smelly convention center like everyone else or make an appointment. It is you who have an appointment, Johnny Cage. An appointment with Mortal Kombat. <sighs> Fine, I'll bite. Mortal Kombat, huh? Is that some reality TV UFC bare knuckle boxing thing or? Mortal Kombat is a tournament between the greatest fighters in the known universe. Battling for the fate of the six realms, including Earth Realm and Outworld. Outrealm. What? Shouldn't it be Outrealm? I, I don't. See, here's the problem with your little Mortal Kombat story. You refer to six realms, including Earthrealm, which kind of implies interdimensional travel. But then you said Outworld, which sounds like a planet, which could mean interstellar travel, and would also mean this wouldn't be Earthrealm, it'd just be Earth, which it is. Well, that is, uh... What was your name again? I am Lord... Raiden, that's right. Uh, and you are supposed to be who exactly? I am a Thunder God, the sole protector of this realm. You're a god? Yes. One of the six Elder Gods who 
What's the matter? No, you just answered the question that man has pondered for years. Is there a God? Countless countries, sects, and scholars have warred over who they believed is the one true God for centuries. And you're telling me it's not Jehovah or Yahweh or Allah. It's you, an electrical cat burglar. I am not a cat, but can we please move on? I'm just saying. Somebody better tell the Pope, whoever he and his predecessors have been supposedly talking to over this past millennia, wasn't the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but actually a cross between Dana White and an albino Jared Leto. Johnny Cage, why you mockingly question me? The sorcerer Shao Kahn is amassing his forces to... <laughs> Sorcery? Not, now you're introducing magic into this. Radar. Raiden. Multiple dimensions, elder gods, and now magic sorcerers? This is the most convoluted pitch I've heard since I read for that part in Todd McFarlane's Spawn. He was a lot easier to recruit than you. He? Spawn is real? But his origin is based on Christianity, not some elemental god motif. His and your existence literally contradict each other. You know what? Forget it. I'm going to see if The Rock is busy. Hey, Ed, it's me, Cage. Yeah, shut up for a second. I've got a great idea for a video game slash movie. There are a lot of surprising celebrities shilling themselves on Cameo. Even cartoon villains from the 80s. Greetings, new Hunter 69. It is I, Skeletor, rightful ruler of Eternia, sending you this message on Cameo. Cameo, really? I'm an evil sorcerer warlord who destroys my enemies on a whim, and you have me doing cameo? Who do you think I am, Matt LeBlanc? Uh, they paid us a thousand crowns, Skeletor. I don't care if... Wait, a thousand crowns? <clears throat> Noob Hunter 69, Skeletor here. I'm sending you this message on cameo. I am to berate you as punishment for losing in your... Big Dick Ballers Fantasy Football League. Well, that's crass. Even for me. And what on Eternia is a noob? Is that a fruit or some sort of refreshment? <laughs> the irony of you not knowing what a noob is is funny, Skeletor. Silence, beast man, before I ironically turn you into a fur coat. Sorry, Skeletor. Now, Noob Hunter 69. I do not know what manner of nonsense football is, but I do know about fantasy. I myself have an ongoing fantasy of laying waste to the pitiful citizens of Eternia and crushing that infernal He-Man beneath my feet. <laughs> Pardon me. I surmise from your numerical designation, you too have similar fantasies about hunting your noobs. At least 69 times a day. But uh, that's not what 69 means, Skeletor. What are you blabbering on about, Beastman? Well, 69, it means... It means to... Hmm. New Hunter? Gotta go. You suck. Oh, evil land! Hmm. Well, that's gonna be interesting without having a face. I heard that! 
Nothing is more frustrating than watching a Godzilla movie, where they focus on a bunch of people and not the damn giant lizard we paid to see. The sketch gets to the root of that trope. Commander, Godzilla has altered course and is heading straight for us. How the hell did he find us? Looks like that underwater sonic amplifier Dr. Hawkins cooked up actually worked. How long before contact? 90 seconds, two minutes. It's hard to say by the rate of speed he's clocking. All right, put him on screen. One second, Commander. Captain Holtz is patching himself through. <sighs> Fine. All torpedoes are locked and loaded, sir. Glad to hear it. Soon as we get Godzilla on screen, we'll give your coordinates to fire. Ready when you are, Commander. Okay, stand by. We're a long way from hunting insurgents in Syria, ain't we, Tom? What? All right, yeah. How many men we lose that tour? Fifty? A hundred? Who's counting? Gotta go. Johnson, Godzilla on screen, please. What are you doing, Commander Ford? Not now, Doctor. We're a little busy. Godzilla is maybe the most remarkable species this planet has ever known. You just took the time to see him for what he is. I'm trying to see him, Doctor. But you're interrupting me. You need to heed my words and heed them well. If Godzilla is not stopped, he could very well destroy all human life on this planet. Wait, are you trying to stop us from killing Godzilla or telling us to do it? I... Well, I haven't made my mind up, really. Let them fight? Alright, that doesn't make any sense. Goodbye, Doctor. Now, can someone please put Godzilla on screen? Commander, we're getting an emergency patch in. Emergency patch in? We're in an actual emergency right now. Who the hell is that? I, th I think that's the Japanese Prime Minister. Does anyone want to tell me what the hell they're saying? I can bring on a Japanese translator who's an old friend of mine. No, no. Turn him off. Listen, we need to focus on Godzilla. Please, let's all turn our attentions to Godzilla. Damn it. Sorry, sir. I, I have to take this. My, my kid's calling in. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Hi, Dad. It's me. Hello, sweetie. I thought I told you not to call Daddy at work. Are you going to stop Godzilla? Daddy is trying to deal with the Godzilla monster right now, okay? This is a top-secret underwater facility commissioned by a branch of the government that publicly doesn't exist. How did your kid even get this number? Okay, Daddy's gotta go. Put your mother on the phone. Kid, do not put your mother on. Switch that goddamn thing off. Switch everything off. I want nothing on any of these screens but Godzilla. I think you want to take this call, sir. No, I don't. I don't want to take any more calls. I just want to... It's Admiral Brand. Fuck. 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 Hello, sir. Lord, you have visual on the talk again? Ah, yes, sir. Well, why the hell not, son? I'm trying, sir. But every time I try to get a visual on Godzilla... I'm sidetracked by people. Irrelevant fucking people. And am I one of those irrelevant fucking people, Commander Ford? Yes. No. Maybe. Look, I'm here for Godzilla. We're all here for Godzilla. Can I just please, please focus on Godzilla? Did you want me to hang up or? Up, uh... Oh, for fuck's sake! Susan, help me hang up the phone.
that man is a hero who protects Gotham from criminals. However, they apparently have to be a certain type of crook. Evening, Lieutenant. Oh, it's Commissioner now. You really started something. Bent cops running scared, hope on the streets. We can bring Gotham back. What about escalation? Escalation? We start carrying semi-automatics, they buy automatics. We start wearing Kevlar, they buy armor-piercing rounds. And? And you're wearing a mask, jumping off rooftops. Take this guy, the banker. Let me guess. He's coded the currency at Gotham First National with some sort of toxin that reverts the people who touch it into psychotic maniacs. No, his name is Lester Bingham. He's embezzled hundreds of thousands of dollars from his own bank. At least we think. We can't figure out how he's doing it. I'll, uh... I'll look into it. But, uh... You got anyone uh, with a little bit more... Flair? Flair? Yeah, like... Someone with a dastardly scheme, maybe. Emil Beach. Beach the Leech is what the Gotham Gazette's calling him. This sick son of a bitch tricked members of the Gotham elite into investing in a phony diamond mine off the coast of Santa Prisca. No, 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 no. Not a Ponzi scheme. Look, I thought you ran major crimes, Jim. This is a major crime. The guy stole money from hundreds of people, including the owner of the Gotham Knights. They might forfeit the season. Anyone with psychotic problems, Jim? Like a kook? A crazy? Uh, I don't know. There have been reports about some wacko running around naked, wiping his own shit on people at bus stops. Art pass. You'll never guess what they call him. I don't want to know. The Diarrhea Dasher. And you told me anyway. What do you want from me, Batman? You brutally murdered all the cool criminals ever since Snyder took over this universe. What? What? There's gotta be someone. Someone worthy of my skills. Someone that only Batman can bring to justice. Well, there is this one guy we've had our eye on for quite some time. Over the past ten years, we suspect he's amassed millions of dollars in weapons, armor, tanks, jets. We think he's planning on outfitting some sort of army to take over Gotham or who knows where else. Now we're talking, Jim. What's his name? You're not going to believe this, but... Bruce Wayne. You ever met him? Oh, look at the time. Um... I, I really, I must be going. I think I see the, um, bat signal. I gotta go. But we're standing by the bat si Hey, I never got the thank you. And you'll never have to. Metropolis gets Superman. I gotta deal with this shit. Indiana Jones. If you really delve into his exploits, is a pretty shady guy. A snake, one could say. Indy, there are some government officials here to see you. Morning, Dr. Jones. I'm Agent Mitchell. Well, look who it is. You guys ready to tell me where you took the Ark of the Covenant and what the hell you're doing with it? Apologies, Dr. Jones. We aren't with that government agency. We're Interpol. We were informed that during your trip to Jordan, you made off with the Crown of Consequence. Crown of Consequence. Never heard of it. Isn't that it sticking out of your coat pocket? Oh, that. Yeah, sorry I misunderstood. <laughs> Hand it over. What's the big deal, guys? It's just archaeology. The royal family of Jordan sees it as grave robbing and murder. 
You killed 13 people, including a member of their parliament. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask your resignation as well, Indy. What? Marcus? You told me to find that crown. No, it's not because of the grave robbing. It's because you're a tenured professor at this university and haven't graded a paper in six years. Well, I... We spent more than half of our school's annual budget funding your escapades around the globe. Do you know how much a ticket to Calcutta costs in 1938? Mmm... Ten... Twenty bucks? And when you get back, you avoid the classroom like a plague. Unless it's to seduce and sexually frolic with your female students. Some, sadly, underage. Excuse me? Whoa! <laughs> what a... Why, I would never seduce an underage girl. Remind me. How old was Mary when you two got together? Uh, could you hold that thought? Where'd that whip come from? Gotta go! Did he just jump out the window? Uh, yes. Yes, he does that. The power of Christ could not compel the demon from the exorcist out of possessing a little girl. But the woke community certainly could. The power of Christ compels you. 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 Five hundred tranny cocks. Whoa! Whoa! What is it? Have you no shame, creature? Vile beast. What did I say? Tranny cocks? Don't say it again. I think I'm missing something here. Referring to anyone in the LGBTQ community by such a slur, and also implying a sexual encounter with them is a form of hellish punishment is totally unacceptable. Fine, fine. 500 magic cocks then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't call them that. What do you want me to call? Dwarves? No. Hodgkins? No. no. Habits? No. no. The proper nomenclature would be your mother sucks cocks of 500 little people or people of short stature in hell. I'm not saying that. It's just too much of a mouthful. I mean... Is everything okay in there? Shut up, bitch. We don't need help from the peanut gallery. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 Now you're telling me bitch is off limits too? No. Peanut gallery. What? Peanut gallery? is a derogatory term that alludes to the cheapest seats in 19th century vaudevillian theaters occupied typically by poor, uneducated people. Black people. You two frocks seem more concerned with political correctness than demonic possession. I'm a primordial hellspawn puppeteering the body of a 12-year-old girl. I'm at Pepe Le Pew. Cross-species sexual predator. All right, I, I think I've reached my tipping point. Whoa, 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 whoa. But now... Tipping point. An expression used in the 20th century to describe the propensity of white families to move out of the neighborhood when a certain percentage of that neighborhood was composed of what they thought were unsavory people. Again, black people. This is lame. And that's offensive to the disabled. Jesus Christ. Come on, wait. You just blasphemed. Who did? You did. I think you are mistaken. I didn't hear anything. Why couldn't I have possessed somebody in a red state? The month of June was dedicated entirely to the cartoon show G.I. Joe. For better or worse. Mostly worse.
Crashing through the skies comes a fearful cry. Cobra! 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 Armies of the night, evil taking flight. Cobra! 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 Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Headache spreading far and wide. Who can turn the tide? G.I. Joe! Real American hero! G.I. Joe is there! G.I. Joe! Real American hero! Because the sheriff damage to be fair! Fighting for freedom wherever there's trouble and causing mayhem! We put alarming faith in them! Can the world oppose deadliest of foes? Cobra! I'm coughing blood! Cobra! This really hurts! Those will risk it all to end the evil call of Cobra! Cobra! <coughs> they never give up! They never say die, walking tall with banners high. They sound the battle cry. G.I. Joe, hero. G.I. Joe is G.I. Joe, American hero. The government's funding this. Fighting for freedom wherever there's trouble over land and sea and air. There why we cut your Medicaid. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Even though they consist of half-dressed karate experts, Native Americans with attack eagles, and guys really committed to sports motifs. Their purpose? To defend us from Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization with really good branding. I mean, I wouldn't wear an Al-Qaeda t-shirt, but I'd rock the hell out of that Cobra logo. G.I. Joe! Although many are foreign, G.I. Joe! Seriously check their origins. Fighting for freedom wherever there's trouble. They're one hell of a team. A jingoistic red dream. G.I. Joe! One guy has a talking bird. G.I. Joe! DJ! Oh! Hey, hey, guys. Could you? I mean, if it's not too much trouble, stop, stop singing, singing the fucking, the fucking G.I. Joe, G. Joe theme song again. We're all fucking trying to work here, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't even know I'm doing... Uh, you don't care. You're closing the door right now. I, I, I get it. I, I get it. Come on, Billy. We're going to be late. But there's a power line on the path. Aw, oh, don't be a chicken. We can make it. What are you kids doing out here? Roadblock! You're from G.I. Joe! Yeah, and before that I was a sergeant first class, with three tours under my belt, 26 confirmed kills, five unconfirmed, because my commanding officer didn't want to give me my credit for the usage of a unsanctioned live ordinance. Okay, well, well, me and my brother were heading home, and there's a power line on the path. He thinks it's dangerous. You know what's even more dangerous, kid? Sneaking into an enemy encampment in the dead of night and slitting the throat of as many officers as you can find. For the rest of Charlie sees you and string you up by your guts. Where's Charlie? So, Roblox, should we cross this path or... I can't tell you what to do, kid. All I can tell you is, 
if a Vietnamese hooker tells you to follow her in the alley to get a little sucky sucky, it's probably a trick that involves somebody putting a knife up against the back of your dick. And now we know. And no one's half the battle. You want to see the other half? No, 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 no. What's the matter, Andy? Oh, my stomach hurts. It's okay. I'll give you some of Dad's pills from the medicine cabinet. It's real strong stuff. That is a prescription for danger. Beachhead! Never take medicine without a grown-up present. You do more harm than good. That's good advice. Wait, what are you doing in our bathroom? I was just uh, passing through. Oh, you live around here, Beachhead? No, I was uh, headed back to base. I thought G.I. Joe headquarters was in Nevada. Yeah. This is Delaware. And, and that, that still doesn't explain how you got inside the house. You, we've been home all day. How long have you been in here? Well, uh... Hey, kids, I'm home. Dad, look who we found hiding in the bathroom. I wasn't really hiding. Who are you? What are you doing in my house? I'm Beachhead. I'm a member of G.I. Joe. Andy, Tommy, get away from that man right now. It's okay. I'm one of the good guys. Good guys? You're alone in a house with two kids in full tactical gear wearing a green ski mask. <laughs> Funny story about why I wear the ski mask, Donald. How the fuck do you know my name? No one's half the battle. Is that... Is that a live hand grenade on your arm? Cool! Can I see it? Sure. No! Our second biggest sketch of the year took two years to complete and two seconds to ruin, with DJ Valentine's horrible singing voice. Come in. Maverick, you just did an incredibly brave thing. What you should have done is land your plane. You don't know that plane the taxpayers do. Son, your ego's writing checks your body can't cash. You've been busted, lost your qualifications for section leader three times, put in heck twice by me. With a history of high-speed passes over five air control towers and one admiral's daughter. So, is this a court-martial then, sir? No, Goose. I'd like to bust your butt, but I got another problem. I gotta send somebody from this squadron to Miramar. I gotta do something. I, I can't believe it. I'm gonna give you both your dream shot. I'm gonna send you up against the best. You two characters are going to Top Gun. It's like a summer vacation in which we grade you on how much fun you're having. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank thank you, sir. But remember this. If you two don't have the time of your life, you'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. That is all. Yes, sir. So we're not getting court-martialed? I mean, we committed some serious crimes. Get out of here! Singing over lyrics to avoid a copyright. If I stop singing, YouTube would flag and spy. A fair use. Copyrighted danger zone. Trying to avoid a YouTube copyright danger zone. <laughs> you guys really are cowboys. What is your problem? You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Ice. Man. I am dangerous. So, so you admit that you're dangerous. 
That's right. There's a strange amount of glee that you're displaying in the fact that you're putting all of our lives at risk. Are the rest of you guys hearing this? Goose, this doesn't alarm you? Ah, shut up, Iceman. <laughs> what? I'm, I mean, it's a valid question. Top Gun leaderboard. Iceman and Slider, first place. Maverick and Goose, second place. Wolfman and Hollywood, you know, the pilots that openly flirt with each other in class, third place. Give it to me straight, Maverick. Is there something going on between you and my wife? What? No! What give you that idea? The way you look at her, the way she looks at you, the way I look at general, the fact she tells your girlfriend how lucky she is, the most alarming fact that I'm sterile and yet <laughs> have a kid and looks just like you. Goose, goose, goose! You're overreacting! This whole Top Gun thing has you stressed, man! How about I put you in charge of the ejector seat on our next hop, huh? Well, that would be nice. Not sure exactly how it works. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Come on, pal. We got a plane to catch. Come on, Ice. Take the shot. I need another 20 seconds and I've got him. Come on, Mav. Let's get in there. Ice, fire or clear? You know, guys, planes don't typically fly this close together, especially during training. It's a clear bubble violation. If this were actual combat, you can get a missile lock from like two miles out. I'm moving in, I got the shot. Tell you what, why don't you just ease back and fi- No, don't fly behind me, don't fly behind me! Top Gun leaderboard. Iceman and Slider, first place. Maverick and Goose. Wait, I'm sorry, Maverick and to be determined. Second place. Maybe the black bad guy from Die Hard? Could've swore I saw him somewhere. Fitness report says it all. He's a wild card flies by the seat of his pants. One of the best damn pilots I've ever seen, but it's completely unpredictable. Maverick, tell me one thing. If you had to go into battle, would you want him with you? I don't know. I just don't know. I know. Don't let you in here, Kazansky. Sir, he's sleeping with his instructor. He killed his co-pilot and best friend, whose wife he's obviously sleeping with. He destroyed a hundred million dollar aircraft. He cheats at volleyball. But he's one of the best damn pilots I've ever seen. Why do you keep saying that? Okay, fine. He's the best damn pilot you've ever seen. Let's put that in the positive column, okay? Now let's weigh it against the ten other things in the negative column. You... You are still dangerous. But I can be your wingman anytime, right? No, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say you're still dangerous, and that we should take your wings. Why are you all celebrating? This guy left me hanging in the middle of a firefight. If we aren't court-martialing him for that, then- Oh, shut up, Iceman. <laughs> I will not shut. Wait, Tim Robbins? Walmart critters during the pandemic really need to be applauded for the ton of shit they had to put up with from anti-maskers. In this sketch, we figured to get so good, they had to have called in a bit of help. Alright, let's get this meeting underway, everyone. As this pandemic draws to a close, we here at Walmart have invested a lot of money in improving our customer service. And to protect that investment, we have hired the best Walmart greeter in the business. From now on, what he says goes. Mr. Dalton. Morgan, you're out of here. What the fuck you talking about? You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You asshole! What am I supposed to do? I'm an 85-year-old retiree! 
There's always Target. <laughs> You're a dead man. You hear me? You're a dead man. I'm telling you straight. It's my way or the highway. So anybody else want to walk, do it now. All right. People, Morgan, you need a hand with the door? Or? Fuck off, tight jeans. I got it. People who really want to shop for good bargains won't come to a super spreader hotspot or some makeshift fight club. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many uh, 40-year-old bumpkin anti-vaxxers, entitled Karens, racist senior citizens, and public restroom abusing hobos. It's gonna change. <laughs> that sure sounds good. But a lot of the angry shoppers that come in here, we can't handle one-on-one. Even two-on-one. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate an angry shopper. Expect the unexpected. Spitters, shopping cart rammers, orthopedic cane swingers, prepare for any and all of it. Two, take it outside. Never start an altercation inside the store unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. Come on! If some camo hat wearing good old boy gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker for asking him to wear a mask, I want you to be nice. Okay. When they're heading for the doors, ask them for a receipt. Be nice. If they won't show you their receipt, check that the items in their cart are bagged properly, but be nice. If they won't show you a receipt or let you check the cart, one of the cashiers will help you and you will both be nice. I want you to remember that it's a job that pays 11 bucks. Uh, nine. Nine bucks an hour. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Being called a cocksucker ain't personal? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. Wonder if somebody calls my mama a whore. Is she? <laughs> no. She's a professional escort, thank you very much. Stop laughing. I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Uh, how are we supposed to know when that is? Two minutes to closing time when Granny's dragging her feet at the register. When that happens, take out the trash. This next sketch gets us into a room with famous film cops in the midst of getting counseling after the hundreds and hundreds of shootings and killings they've been involved in. Welcome everyone. I would like to thank you all for attending this police de-escalation course. I want to remind you this is a safe space. We're just going to go through some basic scenarios and figure out together the best ways to end them in a peaceful manner. Uh, let's start with you, Sergeant, um, Sergeant Riggs. Uh, let's say you're called to the scene of a potential suicide. The guy is on a roof, he's depressed, he's, he's preparing to jump. How would you handle it? I go up there and talk to him. Okay, okay, that's good. And if he gives me shit, I handcuff myself to him and jump off the roof, taking him with me. Good answer, good answer. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's not a good answer. Um, in that scenario, he's supposed to be the suicidal one, not, not you. Um, you know what, let's, let's move on to your partner, Sergeant Murtaugh. You confront an assailant who has committed a crime. He holds up credentials that identify him as a diplomat. What would you do? Verbally revoke his diplomatic status and shoot him in the head. Not necessarily in that order. Oh, why Why are you all clapping? You, you cannot think that's the right answer. 
in that scenario, you chose to murder a diplomat and would certainly lose your badge. <laughs> I most certainly didn't. What? What? Oh, okay. All right. How about you, Officer? Uh, sorry, Judge. Um, Dread. Dread. Uh, my mistake. Here's an easy scenario. You've neutralized all the armed subjects in the room. Their leader appears with a bomb strapped to their arm, connected to their heartbeat. So killing them would blow up the room you are in. How would you go about de-escalating this situation? I shoot the subject in the stomach. Then I inject said subject with a new hallucinogenic drug that slows down the user's perception of time. I then throw the subject off a 700-story balcony so they will fall out of the bomb signal range while also forcing them to experience their brutal death as slow as possible. Twofer. Okay, no, that, that was very specific and, and very, very wrong. Is it that you guys don't understand what de-escalation means? You know what, never mind. O Officer Murphy... My friends call me Murphy. You call me Robocop. Save us here, please. You arrive at the scene where a man is holding a woman at gunpoint. You are literally programmed to serve and protect. What do you do? I shoot him in the balls. Shoot, shoot him in the balls. balls. For fuck's sake. Let's face it. The end of Greece is weird. So weird, we imagined that the only person to make sense of it would be Fox Mulder. Agent Mulder? Officer. Sorry to get you out here so late, but I was told this was your kind of thing. It's all right. What do we got? Go ahead, Mr. Olson. Uh, start, start from the beginning. Well, I was on a business trip to Australia, met the woman of my dreams. We got married, started a family, migrated back to the States. And... No, no, no. From the beginning of the incident, Mr. Olson. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, well, my daughter was brainwashed and abducted by an alien. Okay, I'll bite. What this alien look like? Green skin, big black eyes, glowing finger. More like oily black hair, squinty blue eyes, and a weird pseudo-deformed chin. Pseudo-deformed. It's like a mini flesh anthill. Like a sphincter on a plastic cabbage patch doll. I don't think they actually manufactured cabbage patch dolls. With, you know what? Go on. Look, I'm all for summer loving. Having a blast. But my baby girl, she met this skeezy, gyrating thing. And all of a sudden, on the last day of school, she changed her appearance, her entire personality, to fit in with this alien and the rest of his brainwashed cult. <laughs> this isn't funny, Agent Mulder. You have to save my Sandy. Mr. Olson, it's clear your daughter just fell for a guy you don't approve of and ran off with him. I don't think there's any evidence that he's an alien. She didn't run off with him. She flew off with him. In his spaceship. <laughs> Alright, I think I gotta call my partner, Agent Scully, here to do a little medical eval on our friend. He's not making that part up, Agent Mulder. Wait, what? That, that part actually happened. It happened? We have like 300 witnesses that saw Sandra D. Olsen fly off into the clouds with this guy. <laughs> I'm one of them. Filthy alien scum. Taking my daughter off to get probed in her unmentionables. We don't know for sure if aliens actually probe their abductees. It's kind of an urban legend. 
Oh yeah? You know what that alien had written on the side of his ship? Greased lightning. Al Powell and John McClane's friendship is based on trust. But the sketch imagines that Al may have been a bit too trusting too carelessly. Uh. Hey, pal. You got flat feet. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, man? Something had to get you off the street. What's the matter? You don't think jockeying papers across the desk is a noble profession for a cop? No. I had an accident. Run over your captain's foot with your car. I shot a kid. He was 13 years old. I was dog, couldn't see him. Had a ray gun look real enough. You know, when you're a rookie, they could teach you everything about being a cop except for how to live with a mistake. Or how to shake down a couple of drug dealers for some extra bucks and get away with it. What? Got caught doing that too. Sergeant's salary isn't enough to put a dent in the second mortgage. I didn't see it that way. But the 80 grand I stole kind of got lost in the shuffle after the sex scandal. I'm sorry, did you did you say sex scandal? Sitting in a squad car for 16 hours a day, coming home to a wife as frigid as a polar bear? You're telling me a cop can't stick his Twinkie in a few street walkers in exchange for looking the other way? It's an unwritten rule, John. But now, it, it's written. I'm, I'm pretty sure... It's in every handbook, every police handbook I've ever read. Captain was ready to throw me out of my ass until I offered to help him with his little problem. Yeah, with my partner. Little problem with him banging his wife. So there were like two sex scandals? Six years on the street. You'd have thought I'd have hesitated putting a bullet in him. I did. For a few seconds or so. But it was me or him and it damn sure wasn't going to be me. So Officer Danny Walden gets stuffed into an oil drum and dropped into the river. Just let him go, Hans. Let him go. Who knew the human body was filled with so much blood? I got it all over my uniform. Mark Helfmeyer from Deep Blue Sea the podcast had DJ Valentine on for an episode in which the two joked about how petty the character of Jigsaw was. And that off my convo became the foundation of this next sketch. Over the past 17 years, the infamous serial killer Jigsaw has devised some of the most elaborate and diabolic torture devices in order to torment and teach his victims a lesson. Andrew Green, I want to play a game. Your partner slit their wrists after they found out you slept with their sister. What are you willing to cut to free yourself from this room? Somewhere in your body is the key to the door. Here's a knife. You have just enough air for about 20 minutes of searching. Here's a clue. Look within your heart to forgive yourself. Oh, wait! You can't do the No! He has cemented a legacy out of pitting people against one another. Contrition versus self-interest. Atonement versus human nature. But as the years passed, Jigsaw's motivations have become a bit on the... petty side. Benjamin Gaines... You walk your dog every day without picking up after her. So I'm lowering you in a tank full of dog poop 
exact same amount of poop you have left on your apartment complex property these past seven years. Your method of escape is up to you. No! You can't- Wait, hold on. How, how could you possibly calculate the exact amount of poop I didn't pick up? One would think I just took an average of the amount of poop a Labradoodle produces over a seven-year period, taking into account normal health and proper feeding habits. One would think. But that would be ridiculous. I merely followed you every single day for the past seven years, measuring the size and scale and cubic weight of your dog's poops and collecting the same amount of said poops from three local kennels in the area. That's, that's even worse. Why didn't you just pick up the poops yourself? Do you, do you live in my apartment complex? See what happens when an old man filled with a bloodlust, entitlement, and seemingly limitless resources enacts major consequences to even the most minor offenses. Jonathan Matthews, you sat directly next to me in the theater with other seats available as I watched Captain America Civil War. Not only did you chew your popcorn extremely loud, but you also kept checking messages on your phone without the courtesy of turning the brightness down. In turn, I have opened a wormhole that will send you back in time to the actual American Civil War. Wait. You somehow developed time travel? And you're using it to punish me for being rude in some movie that came out... five years ago? It wasn't some movie, Jonathan. It was the cornerstone of Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If the Avengers don't break up, Thanos doesn't win. Must understand How am I supposed to get back? What are the rules to this game? And again, how did you manage to open a wormhole? I have... Access to a Hadron Collider. That seems like a vast misappropriation of resources. No! Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Leatherface. None of them are as terrifying as a bitter genius oozing with white privilege, willing to do anything to stick it to those who he feels have slighted him in some way. Some small, small way. David Oswald, your late grandfather always wanted you to be an engineer. He paid your way through technical school, but you fell for a girl in class, got married and decided to make a life with her. A woman your grandfather warned you would ruin your career. Instead of becoming an engineer, you became an assistant manager at Sears and Roebuck, and with that modicum of unearned power, you decided to not give me a refund when I tried to return a set of lawn chairs. So I have decided to return something to you that you cannot deny. I have brought back the spirit of your late grandfather who will now haunt you and your family for the rest of your life. David, did I tell you that Janet was no god? Holy shit! You have the power to resurrect the dead? Well, yes. Although resurrect is a bit of an oversimplification when referring to metaphysical transmography. And you're using it to make my grandfather annoy me. Why, again? For not taking the engineering job in Fresno. This Halloween, 
the game has gotten very shallow. Petty saw. You could've been making six figures, David. Six figures! This Halloween, we decided to spoof some horror classics. First a John Carpenter classic The Thing, gets a redo, simplistic review style. This is bullshit, Mac. Finish it, Palmer. They're dead, Mac. Okay, we're all tied up, McCready. Even the dead ones, now what? What are you doing with that flamethrower? I've drawn a little bit of everyone's blood. Because we're gonna find out who's the thing. Watching Norris in there gave me the idea that maybe every part of him was a whole. Every little piece was an individual animal. With a built-in desire to protect his own life. You see, when a man bleeds, it's just tissue. The blood from one of you things won't obey when it's attacked. It'll try and survive. We go Palmer, then Windows, then Gary, Childs, and Nalls in that order. Fine, Mac. Whatever, man. How long is this going to take? I've got your results right here, Palmer. It says I'm a thing? No. <laughs> See? But it does say you've got a lot of STDs. Th there must be some mistake. Gonorrhea, crabs, chlamydia, and the very rare Super AIDS. The same combinations of STDs my sister got when she went to Alcapoco last year. Hmm. Weren't you stationed in Alcapoco last year? I mean, it's Mexico, man. There's a lot of girls in Mexico, man. Besides, I'm allergic to latex. Well, I actually just hate the feel of it on my skin, which is pretty much the same thing. No, 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 wait, 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 wait! You're next, Windows. I know your little paper there says, I'm not the thing because I already know I'm not the thing, Mac. Well, you're right, Windows. My little paper here says you're not the thing. But my little paper does say you have the highest cholesterol on the base. Yeah, so what? Which means, you're the one who ate the whole plate of chicken wings we were all supposed to share last week. Come on, Mac, that's not fair. Sure, I got a little carried away, but it's Antarctica. There isn't a chicken around for miles. Wait, let me explain. No! <sighs> Alright, Gary. Save it, McCready. I've never been to Mexico. I'm hypoglycemic, and I'm certainly not this thing. True. And it turns out you're also a quarter black. What? Your ancestry. Says you've got some Cameroon in your family background. Oh. Well. Well? It's, it's, no, it's nothing, I just... That response... Came off a little racist. No, wait! I just figured my family was strictly Scottish-Irish. One of my best friends is black, right? Childs? Childs? No! Was I off base there? He sounded a bit racist, right? Totally racist. Oh, absolutely. What's wrong with your voice? <coughs> no, just a bit of a, a frog in my throat. <clears> throat. Oh. Okay. Damn. I lost my place. Wh who's, whose blood was next? Hold on. That wasn't a frog in his... Nulls. Right. Says here you're the thing, Nulls. Wait! Those aren't my results! Charles, what's next? Wait, wait! Well, glad that's over. What should we do now? 
Untie me. Let's go check out my ship. Uh, the ship. <laughs> well, that sounds like a plan. Why would a company name their music app after an ancient device used by a sinister horror villain? Perhaps an elaborate plan to steal our souls. You're listening to Pandora. Your music will return right after this. Jeez, another commercial? Come on, Pandora. Half of this road trip has been nothing but commercials. Tired of commercials. You bet your ass. Oh, uh, probably costs an arm and a leg, though. You may be worried about how much it costs. Don't be. Sign up now for no money down. What? No way. Yes way. Wait, can you... can you hear me? Of course, David. I know your name. I know your face. I know your pain. I know your deepest, darkest desires. Who are you? I gotta say, that's a pretty convincing pitch. Really? Did it feel rushed? I felt like I rushed it. No, no, I'm down. I got another six hours before I get to this Trump rally, so I could really use the commercial free. Did you say Trump rally? Yeah, it's in Texas. Damn, you've already lost your soul. Deals off, and no free track skips either. No, no, wait! That epic email should have been a snag it. That unnecessary meeting should have been a snag it. We decided to close our Halloween show, the way Hitchcock closed his film Psycho. With the voice of Norman Bates' mother chastising him. But this time, chastising him for listening to our show. He feels a little chill. Can I bring him this blanket? Sure. All right. Thank you. It's sad when a mother has to speak the words that condemn her own son. But I couldn't allow them to believe that I would listen to the Simplest Reviews podcast. Joe Rogan, sure. Who doesn't like a good half-baked conspiracy theory peddled to them now and then? But the Simplistic Reviews podcast? Disgusting. They'll put him away now, as I should have years ago. He always had bad taste in entertainment programs. If you consider three idiots and a robot telling dick jokes for an hour and a half entertainment. And in the end, he intended to tell them that I liked that show. As if I could do anything except just sit here and stare like one of his stuffed birds. Or one of his sex dolls he didn't think I knew about. You bought him with my credit card, moron. Oh, they know I can't even move a finger. And I won't. I'll just sit here and be quiet, just in case they suspect me. Not a word. Not a peep. 
not a single syllable. Completely quiet. Quiet as a church mouse. Not a single solitary word. They're probably listening to an episode of the Simplistic Reviews podcast now. Laughing to themselves at how a boy could be stupid enough to listen to such a show. Or maybe laughing as they examine the deviant search history on our computer. Well, let them. Let them see what kind of person I am. Let them see how far down the rabbit hole one can go on farmloving.com. I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are listening. They'll hear. They'll hear and they'll know. And they'll say, anyone who listens to the Simplistic Reviews podcast wouldn't even harm a fly. A sheep, on the other hand, sure, I've made the boy do some pretty perverted things to sheep, but come on. I'm the disembodied voice of a peeping Tom murderer's mother who dresses up in the clothes of a corpse. A porn-obsessed sheep fucker who occasionally listens to a pseudo-comedic movie and TV review show is like the third creepiest thing about me. The idea for this next sketch came from Greg Cafaro's love of Mad Max Fury Road and DJ Valentine's love of old car commercials. Yeah, I gotta go in. Walter should be back any minute with the new car. Okay, bye. What in the world? Oh. My. God. Silverado, Colorado, Avalanche. Icons of the past. But now Chevy brings you a truck built for the future. If that future just so happens to be a full-scale global apocalypse. Introducing the all-new Chevy War Rig. Like a rock. Valhalla's where we'll roam. Like a rock. Shining chrome. Like a rock This truck is now home Like a rock So, what do you think? You bought a semi-truck? No, I bought a war rig Hey Walter, is that a war rig? That it is, Dennis That it is I thought we agreed to get a hybrid Sweetheart, when the world's power grid goes down The world's power grid is not going to go down, Walter. Fine. If the world's power grid goes down. We won't have a way to power a Tesla. We need something that runs on pure guzzoline. Guzzo what? Guzzoline. The Chevy War Rig is chock full of hundreds of gallons of fresh, pure guzzoline. Is it fuel efficient? Hell no. What are you, a pussy? Like a rock. It's as strong as it can be Like a rock All you have lives better flee Like a rock Everyone will witness me Like a rock You're not going to be able to fit I'll fit, just look on your side and tell me if I'm close to the curb We're in a semi-truck, Walter We're always close to the curb How many times do I have to tell you it's a war rig? Okay, I'm turning, I'm 
turning, turning. Oh! Shoot, did I, did I nick a car? No, you nicked the building. I'll just leave a note. Like a rock. A truck as big as shit. Like a rock. The whole family fits in it. Like a rock. With drums for them to hit. Like a rock. AC, standard. V8 engine, standard. War drums, standard. Is it roomy? But with full back rear seats and oddly placed seeking compartments, it's roomy enough to fit a small gang of war boys or five pregnant wives comfortably. <clears throat> you know why I stopped you? Is it because I forgot to signal? Well, yeah. And because you ran that school bus off the road back there. And because one of those guns mounted the top of your trailer fired a rest of arrow through the windshield of my cruiser. And consequently, my partner. <laughs> Oh, that's what that button does. I thought it was the cigarette lighter. You know, I should really stop smoking. My husband keeps telling me. You step out of the vehicle, ma'am. Stepping out. When you're making a run to the bullet farm or to Costco, you're going to want to be aboard the truck that Kelly Blue Book says is overkill personified because of how many people you'll accidentally kill driving. Yes, that's an actual quote. I'm going to be late. Where are the keys? Next to the fruit bowl. Where's that stupid kill switch combination I wrote down? On the fridge. And where's the gear shifter that doubles as a self-defense shift? In the umbrella stand. Like a rock. Neighbors will point and stare. Like a rock. Park next to me if you dare. Like a rock. The flame throws in your hair like a rock. Chevy War Rig also comes with anti-lock brakes, dual airbags, and mounted turrets. The fully loaded models come with your own personal doof warrior, complete with flamethrowing guitar. So kick back with the family and throw back some Aquacola knowing you have the shiniest ride on the block. Honey, it's four in the morning. How long is he gonna play that damn guitar for? I don't know. Figured he'd run out of songs by now. Hey! Mind keeping it down, we gotta gotta work in the morning. Oh. Okay, he's shooting the flamethrower at me now. Uh tough to light, tough to light, tough to light! The all-new Chevy Warring. Chevrolet, the trucks you can depend on. The trucks that Excuse me, I'm trying to do my send-off here. Jesus, get away from me with that thing! Freddie Maz had the idea for this next sketch, based on the Disney Plus series, What If? We just plussed it by basing it off of Darren Aronofsky's black and white film Pie. Who says our show doesn't celebrate film culture? Everyone? Everyone says that? Oh. Time. Time. Space. Reality. It's more than a linear path. Or like one of those mazes on the back of a box of Fruit Loops, where a single choice can branch out into infinite realities, creating alternate worlds from the one you know, unless you dropped acid in the 60s. I'm the Watcher. I'm your guide through these vast new realities. And before you ask, I'm not wearing a 
dress as a tunic. Follow me and ponder the question, what if? On November 1st, 2021, Henry Marshall was logging into YouTube and got a familiar pop-up message. A message to subscribe to YouTube Premium. In all known realities, Henry and everyone else for that matter in the universe clicks no to this offer. But what if Henry made a different choice? Thank you for subscribing to YouTube Premium. Welcome to a new world. My God, it's full of stars. I can see. I can see everything. Socrates once said that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Or was it an after-school drug advert? I, I think it might have been that second one. Josh, open up. Jesus, Henry, what is it? Are you okay? I'm more than okay. Remember when you bet me a hundred bucks I never sign up for YouTube Premium? <laughs> yeah, we were pretty drunk. Well, you owe me a hundred bucks because I did it. I signed up and watched. But that's not all. I transcended. You did what? I can see every pattern, every equation, every cure, everything. Oh, answer your phone. Answer my phone <laughs> and reassure you. How did you do that? The videos on YouTube Premium. They opened my eyes to the patterns, the, the light. Each answer floating in front of my eyes like a million butterflies. I mean, was it a cat video? Nobody move! Holy shit, who the hell are you guys? YouTube police! Oh, you mean the people who flag videos for playing copyrighted music even though it's fair use? No! We're not those assholes. We're the other guys. Henry Marshall, you're coming with us. What? Wait, what did I do? You subscribe to YouTube Premium. We've waited years for someone, anyone, to subscribe to YouTube Premium and gain the knowledge trapped there. You watched videos on it, and now you'll become our oracle. The knowledge you possess, we, we will use to take over the world. Hold on, you guys work for YouTube. Why don't you just watch a video on YouTube Premium and gain the knowledge for yourself? Because the human mind wasn't designed to store all of which you now know. It is killing you a minute at a time. You'll be dead within a day. But not before we extract everything we want. Ah! Oh my god! Oi, on the contrary. Who are you? What are you, a priest? <sighs> I'm a rabbi, you putz. Did the long beard and curlers confuse you? They wanted to exploit what you saw on YouTube Premium, Henry. You know my name? Yes. And know what you saw is not what you think it was. Well, what was it then? What you saw was the true face of God. God? God is real? Yes, Boychek, yes, Henry. And if what you now know got out, it would spark a global war more violent and everlasting than the Crusades, which is why you cannot live. Get out of here, Henry! Run! Let go of me, you goyim, you fucking shit fuck! You coxa hoist, you fakatka, you putz, you... Shit, 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 shit. I gotta get it out of my head. I gotta get it out of my head. I gotta get it out of my Power drill. It's the only way.
Whoa. What the f- Who's there? Sorry. Sorry. Got a little caught up in the moment. It's me. The Watcher. The what? You know, your guide through these vast new real- You know what? I'm not interfering. I'm not interfering. Just pretend I'm not here. <sighs> Whatever. Do you mind, like, turning around or something? Well, I gotta watch, Henry. It's kind of my thing. Don't worry, I've seen way worse. Should I tell you the time I watched a guy cut off his own nuts after he subscribed to Peacock? It was a funny... Oh, he's just drilling a hole in his head. Never mind. The MCU gets a bad rap for having one-dimensional characters. We decided to make a sketch where not only the characters get depth, but their tie-in toys do too. Look, kids. I think Santa left you guys a few more presents under the tree. What are you waiting for, you little rascals? Open them up! Wow! Avengers action figures! Yeah! With all new realistic three-dimensional inner conflict! Realistic inner what? Marvel's Avengers action figures! Each figure now comes with enhanced character depth written by at least two screenwriters who've made films for A24! It totally affects the way your kids will play with them! Oh no! I can't take off in my Iron Man suit. What's the matter? Your rocket boots are damaged? No, more like my soul. After years and years of unresolved issues with my dad, leading to chronic alcohol abuse and a terrible hangover. Help, Sam. I'd sure love to help, Tony. But the pressures of being the first black Captain America in a society that is still oblivious to present-day racial intolerance is making it too hard to do my duty. Not harder than the crippling guilt I feel from the thousands of people I was forced to brutally murder as the Winter Soldier through decades of brainwashing and torture. Men. Women. Kids. I remember all of them. Oh my god. Who says Marvel characters like human emotions and don't provide a true psychological experience for their audiences? Martin Scorsese says that. Scorsese. Well, not anymore, Marty. We did it, Nebula. We beat Thanos. Although, is the protection of the universe worth killing off the only father we ever knew? I think our love for him, Gamora, stems from a form of Stockholm Syndrome since he abducted us at such a young age. I could be wrong. It's hard to properly evaluate my feelings after his practice of mutilating my body anytime I disappoint him. How much of me do I have to lose before I'm not me anymore? Why would you buy these toys for the kids? I didn't... I thought you bought them. Of course not! Does that mean Santa Claus is real? Can you focus on the toys currently traumatizing our children, Alan? Sorry, sorry. Kids, let me get those toys back. Come on. This Christmas, bring home Marvel's Avengers action figures with all new three-dimensional inner conflict. Toys that even a grumpy cinema snob could love. Scorsese. Our favorite sketch of the year came on our last show of the year. So, better late than never, I guess. This December, Warner Brothers Pictures rings in the holiday season with a murder mystery that will chew you to the bone. Now look, Christopher, I want to help you. But when the police arrived at your home, they found you standing over your dead wife in your workshop, covered in her blood. 
and you want me to mount a defense in court on the claim that she was actually killed by a... a one-armed snowman? Frosty. His name is Frosty. It's just going to be a hard story to convince a jury with... It's not a story. It happened. I fought with him. He got away. You find the snowman. You find the snowman. Sometimes the truth won't set you free. Mr. Kringle, it is the judgment of this court that you be remanded to Illinois State Penitentiary in Menard, where you await execution by lethal injection on a date to be set forth by the Attorney General of the state. May God have mercy on your soul. Sometimes the only thing that can is a Christmas miracle. The train knocked the prison bus around real good. All the convicts are accounted for except one, Sam. You know who. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every igloo, chimney, Macy's, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, or doghouse in this area. Checkpoints go up for 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Mr. Chris Kringle. Go get him. One man won't stop running. One man won't stop hunting. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Now drop that gun. Turn around. Get on your knees. Kringle, do you want to get shot? Get on your knees. Now. Ho, ho, ho. Sam, you okay? Where's Kringle? Got it, a Peter Pan, right here off this dam, right here. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, Newman, you gotta get some divers in the river. No, no, he, he was swooped up by a flying slave pulled by eight or nine reindeer. This one had a red nose. Sam, you sure you're okay? No. Where do you turn to when everyone is out to get you? Even if I knew where Chris was, I wouldn't tell you. He's been framed for a crime he didn't commit, and you stupid cops can't see it. I'm not sure what they're teaching you elves up in the North Pole, but we're not cops, Mr. Hermie. It's Dr. Hermie. I'm not an elf anymore. I'm a dentist. Oh, a misfit elf. Apologies, Doc. But as I was saying, we're not cops. We're U.S. Marshals. We hunt fugitives. And your pal, Kringle, did commit the crime of becoming one, and right now you're committing the crime of pissing me off. So just tell me before I get mad, is Santa Claus coming to town? One man is in for the fight of his life. One jolly, fat man. Who, Frosty? Who hired you to kill my wife? Who? Don't believe the evidence. Just believe in Santa Claus. I don't want to hear about red tape, Cosmo. What are you yelling at me? You call Judge Rubin, you tell him I want a whole bunch of phone taps, and I'll call him up later and tell him on who if I'm in a good mood. What is it? That a boy. Remember when I told you I had to kill my wife? We're recording. I remember you were pointing a gun at me. You said, I don't care. Yeah, Kringle, that's right. I don't care. I'm not trying to solve a puzzle here. Well, I am trying to solve a puzzle. And I just sent you a big piece. Consider it an early Christmas present. Sam, this just came for you. It's, um, it's gift wrapped. What, what is it, Sam? Cold buttons, carrot nose, and a stick shaped like an arm. All of it covered in blood. All right, we'll check it for a DNA match. 
Yeah, I bet you at 20 it comes back as the blood of Kringle's wife. Holy shit! The son of a bitch was telling the truth! There won't be peace on Earth, or goodwill towards men, until his wife's killer is brought to justice. Ladies and gentlemen, it's okay. Stay calm. You almost got away with it, didn't you? I know all about it. I can prove it. My friend, Chris Kringle, doesn't feel well. What'd you do, Scrooge? You changed the list. You changed the naughty list to get your name off of it, didn't you? Bah humbug to your list. Bah humbug to you. Police! Freeze! Walk, run, or dash through the snow to theaters this Christmas and see the Falalala Fugitive. Really? So we're, that's where we're going? Fine, whatever. Here you go, Kringle. Put this ice pack on there, Bruce. Thought you didn't care. I don't. <laughs> but my wife was really hoping to get a Louis Vuitton purse this year. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Thanks for listening to the Simplistic Reviews 2021 Year in Review. If you like those sketches, just wait for the ones we have planned for 2022. And if you didn't, I hope you got some coal in your stocking. I hope someone set fire to your Christmas tree, just like the tree at Fox News headquarters. I hope some kinda creepy chimney incident befalls your family like it did to Phoebe Cates in Gremlins. Remember that chimney story? It may be the most interesting aside, in cinematic history. Speaking of which, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. Happy holidays and see you all next year.